Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 335 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and I'm so appreciative that you're here. I know there's tons of other podcasts to listen to, and you're listening to this one. And for that, I am forever grateful. I do grow this show organically, and so anything you can do to support me in that, I would be so, so appreciative. So leaving ratings or reviews wherever you listen to this podcast is so, so helpful and also sharing the show. So whether it's this episode or there's another episode that you think might specifically relate to that one friend or coworker or neighbor or whoever is so helpful. You know, sharing on your stories, yes, that's helpful. And, you know, I wouldn't be mad if that's what you also did. But just that one-to-one connection, like, hey, so-and-so, I listened to this episode and I think it might resonate for you too. That is so, so powerful. And I am forever grateful for those texts and emails that I can't possibly even know about. So any episode that you know of that might help a friend in need or a coworker or a neighbor or again, whoever, I would be so grateful just if you could share with them just one episode. All right, so let's get to my episode today. Today I have my client Crystal on the show and Crystal feels pretty pissed off because she's annoyed by who she's attracting. She's attracting a bunch of immature men and she's frankly pretty fed up. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about how to know if your boundaries are being crossed. We're going to talk about how to deal with anger and frustration that you might feel in dating or just in general. And then we're going to talk a little bit about men and women and how society might raise each to, um, you know, behave in certain ways. So it's gonna be a really great episode. I think you're gonna love it. So without further ado, let's get straight to it. 
Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Um, Yeah, so I am here because I am just trying to figure out where I stand in my love life. Uh, I am have always been single and I am just wanting to figure out where I stand right now and how to move forward. Do you mean where you stand, meaning like with a specific person or like what you should do next? I think it's more like what I should do next. Okay. How I can move forward. Okay. So you said you've been single for forever. Are you, are you dating right now? Um, I am not, but I am on a Christian dating app. Okay. Okay. And how's that going? Um, I haven't had too much success on it because I feel like I'm meeting a lot of the guys I'm meeting. They're so young and we know how guys are. They're just so immature. They, it's like they mature way. It's like they're 10 years behind or 20 years behind our maturity levels. So I, I don't know if that's proven in the data, but <laughs> so I, I, I see at least one thing we can, we can look at. So, okay. So, you know, you, you said to me, you know how guys are. And I mean, I don't know, right. Because everyone has their own perception of sure. what they've experienced. And then mm-hmm. people tend to label that as like, well, this is just how it is. Yeah. Right. So. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like in the past, you might have experienced men who were immature or not available. Does, is that true? Yeah, um, definitely those two things. Okay. Okay. So how is this playing out right now? I think it just makes me frustrated with guys. Like you, I would hope that they would know better or I would hope that they would be you know, this and that, like be more understanding or be more considerate, but to understand that they're not at my level and that it just takes guys longer. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's definitely true that, you know, I have a two-year-old, so I know that girls mm-hmm. develop at least their words faster than boys. Mm-hmm. I've been told that many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that boys go through, pu- and I mean like boys, like I'm not referring to like men as boys, like boys sure. do go through puberty later than girls Mm -hmm. but I just and 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 obviously like I'm I don't want to discredit or like try to make you think that like what you experience isn't true because whatever Mm -hmm. you experience obviously you know happened but I just think that there's a a lot of meaning making behind it and then also potentially a lot or some um kind of writing your own or fulfilling your own prophecy Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes our beliefs can, can do that to us. Mm-hmm. So how do you know, like, give me an example of like an interaction where you're like, this is what always happens. You know, the guy's immature or he doesn't understand that we're not on the same level. Like, give me an example of that. Um, yeah, I feel like there's so many, okay, um, just give me one. or like, okay. give, me, give me one that kind of like illustrates like, like the epitome of what you experience. Um, I think I would say. Actually, I had one like a, a couple months ago where this was somebody in person, but somebody I know, um, he noticed that I was knitting and he, and he said, oh, so you, so you knit? And I said, yes. And he said, can you give me a hat or make me a hat? And I said, sure. Um, so I did. And um, when I gave it to him, he didn't thank me. He just said, oh, this is really nice. And mm-hmm. so now, mind you, he's like in his late 20s, so like around my age. So I'm like, I can't believe he just didn't say thank you. Everybody says thank you or so they should. 
like, yeah. It's like, I took the time and money to make him this thing that he requested. And he did not say thank you. Okay. Okay. So let's just break this down. I know this is just one sure. example, but mm-hmm. let's just break this down a little bit. So let me ask you this. How well did you know mm-hmm. this person? I would say for maybe like a month or two. Okay. Were you together? No. Okay. So what was the relationship like? Was it just like, just kind of friendly acquaintances or were you like actually kind of dating? Oh no. I think we were like friendly acquaintances. I saw him once a week. Mm-hmm. So I mean like you saw him once a week, like just you and him or like acquaintances, you saw him once a week, like within like, you know, the church or whatever community organization you might've known him from. Um, yeah. So it was a group setting within a church setting. Okay. Okay. So you didn't really know mm-hmm. this guy at all. Okay. 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 Yeah. So you're saying, seeing the problem as you made this hat for him after he asked and you gave, you made in the hat, you spent the time mm-hmm. and money, and then he didn't even say thank you when you made the hat. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to push back a little bit on this. I don't think that's where the fault was. The fault, this is happens a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that especially when a and and I think this is like patriarchal, like just brainwashing patriarchal, like both internalized for both men and women. Um, mm-hmm. you you have this skill, you have this craft that you're able to do. And I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times that a guy has come up to me and be like, oh, well, you can you can try coaching me. And it's like, dude, people pay me for this shit. I'm not gonna like like what is this? Like a freaking game? Like right. or when I was teaching yoga, like, oh, can you teach me? I'm like uh, yeah, I'll send you an invoice. No problem. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's, there really is. Uh, and I think it's just like, I don't, I don't fault the, the guy. I just think it's just the patriarchal brainwashing that we've all experienced anyways. Mm-hmm. So to me, like the issue is actually that he saw that you knit and mm-hmm. then he asked you to make something when there wasn't really any kind of established relationship or connection or any kind of reciprocal you know, there was just no reciprocal relationship going on. And and then you took the time to make it, which is obviously a really kind and generous thing to do. But to me, it's not surprising that you didn't get the response that you wanted because mm-hmm. that relationship hadn't really been established. And he might've actually even been a little bit surprised you actually made him a hat. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Does, I mean was, yeah. Do you think he was actually expecting you to make the hat? Um, it sounded like he had expectations that I would. and um. And I think all the more I would have hoped for more appreciation because we didn't have much of a foundation to begin with, like friendship or anything like that. So, I mean, this just speaks to like another question of like, I just kind of wonder on your end, if there is just a tendency of either overgiving or people pleasing or like, like trusting before there's any reason to trust. Do you know what I mean? Does Mm -hmm. any of that resonate with you? Yeah, definitely. I would say. I think I just like to be a generous person anyways. And yeah, it's just my natural response to say when somebody asks me to do something, I just always say, oh, sure. But now I'm learning how to set healthy boundaries to yeah. say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and I know there's probably like different kinds of situations you can find yourself in, but to me, that feels like a pretty mm-hmm. important one to at least start with, especially if you are dating and want to actively like, you know, um, get into dating more. Because I don't, I don't want to take it away from you that you are a kind and generous person. I'm not telling you that's bad. I'm not telling you to be a dick <laughs> or to right, not be right. kind and and generous, right? It's 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 a beautiful trait and it's a beautiful thing to bring into a healthy reciprocal relationship. Truly, it really is. Um, mm-hmm. However, it has to be boundaried. 
any kind of trait we have, any kind of just anything about us always has to be boundaried. And I think the the other thing that I was going to say is that sometimes our greatest strengths are the same thing as our greatest shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And so if being kind and being generous comes really naturally to you, and you might not even realize it as a gift, because some, for mm-hmm. some people, like, it's not easy. They have to think like, oh yeah, I should probably help this other person, or I should probably see how they're doing. Like that probably comes really naturally to you, but some people have to really work at that. They have to cultivate mm-hmm. that. So for you, you don't have to do that. It, it comes easy. But to me, that also signifies that there's a really good chance that the shadow part, like the opposite of that, that you have to work on is um, being overgiving, over generous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because the truth is, is that if people want to be dicks, they can be dicks. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not the police, yeah. you're not the police um, or the people police or whatever, <laughs> or the manners police. Um, and people can be online and they can be immature. There's nothing against, there's no rules against that. People can be online and they can be just looking for a hookup or they can say they want a relationship, but then when push comes to shove, it's clear that that's not what they want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's not against the rules. It might be frustrating. It might be hurtful, but it's not against the rules. Do you know what I mean? And so if you're going to start dating, whether it's online or in person, Mm -hmm you've got to be able to create some boundaries around this part of you. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're going to keep feeling depleted and resentful. And I think that's really just culminated in how you're feeling right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what's coming up? Uh, What's coming up? You mean? Yeah. Like, like what are your thoughts, Mm -hmm. reactions, further questions, things like that? Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, I think I'm definitely realizing I need to set those boundaries and I think I've already started to yeah um so yeah to not let guys take advantage of me like by making me do whatever they want to or talk to me whenever they want to or I don't know if you would like actually another example where I did set boundaries mm-hmm. yeah um well okay you said you're going to share another example when you set a boundary oh I mean if that's okay with you or do you yeah, want to yeah, move on to yeah something go else? for it I'd be okay, I'll, curious to hear yeah, I'll, I'll try to be quick. So somebody I met on the dating dating app, yeah, I met and he wanted to see if we could try to start a relationship. And I said, I don't know, it's too early to tell. So he tried to over and over to see if we could meet on Zoom. And after a while, I said, okay, I don't know if he was trying to guilt trip me into it. He was like, you said we could meet on Zoom. So we finally did. And then after a while, like after two Zoom meetings, he got, he asked me my phone number and I said, okay. So now I kind of regret giving my phone number because now he's one of those guys who talk a lot, who talks just as much as a, a woman. So, and that's, I'm meeting a lot of guys like that and it really drives me crazy. And so, and so one time he called me, there was no warning or anything. It was just, he just called and I didn't have time to look at caller ID. So I said, hello. He said, how's it going? I said, good. Um, I said, who is it? And he said, it's William. I said, oh, oh, sorry. He said, add me to your phone number and to your phone contacts. And I said, and I said emphatically, I did add you to my phone contacts. I just didn't have time to look at caller ID. I am getting in the car as we're talking. So I had that feeling of don't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so that's not really a boundary that I'm talking about here. Oh, right? okay. I mean, this sounds more of like, you just felt like kind of ticked off by how he said what he said. 
and mm-hmm. you had a reaction to it, like so many boundaries have already been crossed at this point. And so that's why you're already kind of feeling frustrated with this person. And so you kind of like yeah. talked back to him, but that's mm-hmm. not a boundary. That's just having a reaction. And it's probably honestly your inner child getting pretty pissed off too. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. And um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that drives me freaking crazy is all of these like rom-coms like, okay. So my favorite rom-com is when Harry mm-hmm. met Sally, it's a classic. I don't like the classics basically, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways. So they, they kind of like intercut to this, the movie, the story with like these old couples talking about like their, their love and how their relationship got started. And mm-hmm. this is a trope that you see everywhere all the freaking time about how the guy just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And then finally, like the woman gave in. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like seen as like, oh my God, he was so romantic. Da, da, da. But what I see is like, oh my God, that guy didn't listen to his boundaries or listen to her boundaries. And then finally she just freaking gave in because she was like, what a dick. Like I can't get him to stop. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what I see. And I'm just it boils my boils my blood. So mm-hmm. and also when you told me this story, you gave me no indication as to how you actually felt about this person, right? Like he really wanted to do a zoom call. He kept trying, trying, trying. And then at some point you gave in and then mm-hmm. you gave him his, your number because he asked for it. And, and so, but there's at, never at any point when you're describing this to me, did you say, yeah, I really mm-hmm. liked him or, or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not even sure like mm-hmm. you even checked in to see how you felt about this person. So I'm pretty sure that if you did check in, you probably wouldn't, you know, be super crazy about this mm-hmm. person. So, Okay. Let's back up for a second. Mm -hmm. Where did you learn that you have to give and give and give or not say no, or, you know, be overly generous and kind? Where does that come from? Do you think? I think it's a response that I have always grown up with, or like, that's the response that I have known because, you know, it first starts out with, you know, listen to your parents, listen to your elders and whatnot. So. Yeah. Like or when your mom tells you to do something, you do it, you know, like that kind of thing. So I think that's always stayed with me because I lived with my parents until like I was in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was always giving, 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 answering, and answering. Yeah. To somebody. So yeah, I think I would say I have a feeling that's probably where it comes from. Yeah, I have a feeling too. I think I think you're I think you're probably right here. Um. Mm-hmm. So and. There was no, um, especially as you got older, it's, you know, it's one mm-hmm. thing when you're younger, but even then, like, you know, but is it true? Even as you got older, it was still very much your parents way or the highway. Yeah. I mean, more my mom. Okay. Like, okay. So it's your mom. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do what was asked, what happened? Well, um, then she would get upset or get mad or whatever, like something negative, like negative emotion happen or be responded on her end yep and then how did that make you feel and that made me feel that I needed to do everything she told me to yeah in order to kind of keep the peace yeah mm-hmm. and it didn't matter if you felt what she was asking you to do was unfair or wrong or disagreed with what you thought or what you wanted correct yeah totally it's like oh mom said mom said so I have to I have to yeah yeah so can you see how not only did this teach a behavior of just, you know, doing as asked, but it also cultivated or it never gave you the opportunity to cultivate, well, what does Crystal think? Or what does Crystal want? Or what does Crystal feel? 
mm-hmm. and then to respond from that place, it was always just what other people said or what mm-hmm. other people thought or what other people asked. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we should disrespect our parents or that we should just like rebel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but there's definitely a happy medium, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's healthy to just, you know, your, your parents say jump and you say how high. I don't think that is, you know, the way to go 24 seven, because you need to learn how to, okay, well, you, you need to learn how to navigate. I, I actually kind of disagree, or that doesn't feel right to me, or this is what I want, or I don't agree with that, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Because one, it just helps you have boundaries, but two, it just helps you navigate how you feel. Mm-hmm. When you're dating, um, whether it's just with this Zoom guy that you told me about, or um, any anyone else, like how in touch are you with how you actually feel? Or, or are you more in touch with like, why is this guy being you know, immature. Why is this guy acting like this? Tell me, tell me where you think you land more. I think, yeah, more feeling like, why is he being this way? Why is he being mature? Yeah. Or this, I'm, I'm not too much thinking about, oh, I should do this for him. Like, I think I'm coming out of that feeling of, oh, I should do this because they said so. Yeah. 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 So I, I know we talked about, you know, you know, being single for a long time and dating and I'm, and you know, it may not be like the, it may not be what you want to hear, but you might want to take a little bit of a pause Mm -hmm. from, from dating and really get some boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. And then also really take some time to build a relationship with you and Mm -hmm. navigate how you feel and what you want and doing those things. Cause I think you've just created a life where you just do things as you are told or as you are asked. Mm-hmm. And again, like I think extreme on any end is bad, not a good thing, mm-hmm. not an ideal thing. Yeah. I should say, I don't like saying things are good and bad. It's not ideal, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because you're. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Your own person and you have your own desires and you have your own needs and you have your own emotions and you can't expect someone else to be able to tap into that if you're not tapped Mm -hmm. into that because you ask people and you tell people what you want or how you want to be treated. But if you don't even know that for yourself, then you're just setting yourself up for a lot of frustration, which you're already feeling. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't see dating getting much easier for you unless you really spend some time to heal this part of you that learned you must do as asked. And also just kind of, you know, it's interesting because 
you know, you're telling me all these guys are so immature, but I think this part of you that, that can cultivate her own feelings, her own needs, her own desires, her own emotions. To me, that feels underdeveloped in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I'm not like slapping a word, like you're immature. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, but that part of you never got a chance to be developed mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not criticizing your parents. I'm not, or as, as parents or as, as people, I do believe parents are always doing the best they can. And I do believe that mm-hmm. actions come out of love. They probably told you to mm-hmm. do things because they wanted you to succeed or be, you know, to be well-behaved or well-mannered because, because they love you, right. They want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and so that's what happened. And also through that process, you never learned how to really cultivate who Crystal is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's, I think it's worth taking some time to, to develop that so that you're dating from actually that place rather than the place of, okay, who's not going to piss me off today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I think yeah. that's kind of what you're doing now. <laughs> right. And look, we've all been there myself. I get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one's asking for perfection here, but when that's where you're dating from, you know, the overwhelming majority of the time, it's it's not going to go in your favor. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Does this help? Yeah, Yeah, totally. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and talking with me. If you like what you hear in these kinds of episodes, imagine what we could do if it was just you and me working together over many months. Listen, I know what it's like to feel stuck and hopeless in your love life. I remember throwing everything in my love life in the hopes that something will stick and I'd finally catch a break. It wasn't until I stopped changing up my profile for the millionth time or telling myself that next time will be different for the millionth time that things actually start to shift for me. In order to find deep love, you've got to do the deep work. And through my own experience of crappy dating, helping hundreds of women before you, and my expertise in inner child work, I can help you make the inner shifts you need to get the outer shifts you want. When you work with me, we dig into your past relationships, your childhood, and deep-rooted beliefs so we can unravel your relationship patterns and get you into the deep love you want to be in. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and haven't figured it out yet, or you're newer in the personal growth space. What matters is that you're done with being where you are now and you're ready to invest time, money, and energy into dramatically up-leveling your love life. If that sounds like what you want, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can see if one-on-one coaching is right for you. I've got limited spots available, so please don't put this off if this is something that you want this year. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule your call. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching talk soon. And in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much, Crystal, for coming onto the show. As always, I so appreciate your courage and your vulnerability. And if you're interested in coming onto the show to be coached by me for free, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. There is a link at the bottom or towards the bottom of that page that says something along the lines of want to be coached by me. You click that link. There's a quick form to fill out. You fill that form out. If I am accepting people to coach then, then that will forward you to my calendar. And if I'm not, that will just add you to my wait list. And then my assistant Jess will reach out when I am scheduling these calls. That's also the place where you can actually search the archive to this podcast. So I've had this podcast since January 2016. So I have hundreds of episodes. I probably have an episode for a topic or a situation that you're in. So if you go to that same link, veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast and scroll to the bottom, 
there's a search bar. You just type whatever keyword or phrase or whatever you want in that search bar. And then whatever episodes that I have that match that keyword will populate and you kind of get to build your own customized playlist. If no episodes come up, then I encourage you to ask your question by getting coached by me on the show, or at the very least, sending me an email or DM. My email is support at veronicagrant.com. Instagram is Veronica E. Grant and tell me your question. And I can, you know, maybe do a solo episode depending on what your question is. Okay, so in my conversation with Crystal, I did a lot of teaching in that episode. So I just want to highlight a few of the things that I think are most important that you walk away with. So number one, a lot of times you may not know if your boundaries are being crossed if you're not used to having relationships with boundaries. So if you're feeling constantly frustrated or drained all the time, there's a good chance you've got quite a few boundary leaks. I often get like a message, something along the lines of this in my inbox or DMs or whatever, something along the lines of, I just don't even want to do it anymore. I just don't want to date. Like I just can't deal with that anymore. Right. And to me, that just makes me really sad because to me, that just obviously that person has experienced a lot of relationships or a relationship in her past where there were no boundaries. And of course that's draining. Of course that's just a really shitty kind of feeling. And so they're just looking at potential future relationships through that lens, like, oh, relationships have sucked the life out of you. Relationships are draining. And it just makes me sad because healthy relationships are not like that at all. I'm not saying healthy relationships don't require effort or difficult conversations. Of course they do. All healthy relationships do. But a relationship shouldn't feel draining or frustrating all the time or just like, yeah, just like sucking the life out of you. That's just some serious, serious boundaries are being crossed. There's some boundary leaks. And it's important to, you know, to look at that. And I just want to say one thing really quick. Snapping at someone is not setting a boundary. Yelling at someone because they pissed you off or whatever is not setting a boundary. At that point, your boundary has well been crossed and you're just you're just at your wit's end, right? The bear has been poked. You are frustrated. You were yelling about it. Um, I'm not saying what you. this is wrong or bad. It is what it is. But it's important to know that that's not setting the boundary, okay? That's just being really frustrated because the boundary has been crossed over and over and over and over again. I also want to say that setting a boundary is not just using your words. It's also having your actions align with your words. So I've had so many client conversations recently where they've said all the right things in terms of setting their boundaries, but their actions haven't enforced what they were saying. So for example, like I'll have a client say, you know, they're in some sort of conflict or situationship with the person that they're dating. And they'll say like, I told the person that this isn't right. This is what I need, or this behavior is unacceptable or da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good communication. You're being super clear, but then nothing actually changes on the ground. They're not enforcing the behavior. They're not actually leaving the relationship or they're still emotionally or even financially caretaking for the other person. It's like, well, what incentive are you giving them to change or do better or be better? right? So your actions also have to align with what your words are saying. And I think this is where a lot of people get tripped up with boundaries. Because if anyone's ever, if you've ever been, you know, love bombed or sweet talked, you know, firsthand that anyone can say anything, including you, right? Like you can say the right things, you can actually communicate a boundary quite effectively. But it's up to you to enforce it. Now, ideally, you're in a relationship with someone that's well boundaried, but you're not like battling it off all the time, right? You're not like battling them back. Like it's just a mutual respect that you have. That's the ideal situation. Um, But ultimately, it still is up to you to protect and enforce your own boundary. Okay, 
And then another thing here for Crystal is to do some inner child work. And this is true for most people that don't have strong boundaries or effective boundary communication. Um, If you grew up in a house where you weren't really allowed to have your own opinions or emotions or just kind of had to always stay in line or felt like you were eggshell walking all the time or navigating parents' emotions or their tantrums or their temper and you didn't want to set anyone off, there's a really good chance that you have no, I should say little to no concept of boundaries. And I'm not saying that like in a critical way. I'm just saying that's just what it was, you know? And so doing inner child work around this will help because setting boundaries when you are used to not having any boundaries, and especially when you're used to just managing other people's emotions so that you can be the good girl or that you're likable or whatever, um, setting a boundary can just feel excruciating, it can just feel so hard. Like you're, it's like the equivalent, like you feel like you're telling the other person off, even if you are stating your boundary with the utmost love and kindness and respect. That's how unnatural it can feel. And so if you can relate to that, I just say this so that you don't, um, you know, question yourself or think you're crazy or something's wrong with you or whatever. So this is where inner child work is super important because you've got to reparent that inner part of you, that inner child part of you to let her know that it's okay to have boundaries. Having boundaries doesn't make you selfish, doesn't make you wrong, doesn't make you bad, doesn't mean you don't care about the other person, doesn't mean you don't love the other person. It's just as important for you to manage and navigate your own emotions as it is other people. Do you know what I mean? And when you're not used to having boundaries, you tend to put yourself on the back burner and care about everyone else first. Again, I did an episode earlier this year on boundaries. We'll put that link in the show notes. It's basically a boundary masterclass. It's a really good episode. I talk about the four kinds of boundaries and how to navigate them and how how to talk through them and all that kind of stuff. So highly, highly recommend listening to that episode if you struggle. And finally, I want to talk a little bit about men and women. I hear a lot in my coaching calls that men are like this or women are like this or da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I mean, look, like, I do think it's true that there are differences that are nature, right? That we're you know, that men or women are born with differently. If nothing else, we have different hormones. And I am sure that has impact on how we navigate different things and, you know, connect with emotions, all that kind of stuff. I'm not an expert, though, on how much it's nature versus nurture. But what I do know is that nurture is really, really, really strong. Boys are raised one way in our society, and girls are raised another way. Now, of course, not everything is exactly the same. There's nuances. But for the most part, you know, the boys have been raised with this mentality of like, boys will be boys, boys don't cry, you know, like, kind of like the tough guy, you got to take care of things, you got to be the man of the house or, or whatever, right. And so I think that a lot of that cultivation has encouraged boys who then become primarily men to disassociate with their emotions or that any kind of crying or any kind of display of emotion is quote unquote weak, right? And so again, this is a, this is a generality. It's not universally true by any stretch, um, but this is generally what we see. And I think it's actually more nature than it is nurture. That's my own personal opinion. And then same thing with girls, right? Girls are taught to be pleasing, be pretty, to be accommodating, to worry about other people more than themselves. Girls are also kind of raised with this idea that they're difficult because whereas boys are taught to shut down, 
girls aren't necessarily taught to shut down emotionally in the same way. And so then they just express their emotion. And then all of a sudden they become difficult or just so much drama or whatever. And so then obviously these girls become primarily women. And that creates some of the stereotypes and generalities that we see among men and women who are now adults dating each other, right? But like most things, nothing is universal. And so I really want you to avoid using phrases like men are like this or women are like this or whatever, because I just, first of all, I don't think it's true because again, rarely things are universally true, but also how is that serving you? What are you getting by just bitching about men and how they're all like this or complaining about other women because they're all like this and they're stealing your men or whatever. Like it's just, it's not helpful, right? Like at the very least, it's just not helpful. And it kind of gets you more into a negative headspace. And when you're in more of that headspace, then again, like you're just, it's just, again, it's not going to be helpful. And so if you want to be frustrated because a certain person, whether it's male or female, treated you in a certain way, like by all means, be frustrated, have a conversation. If you need to have a conversation, set a boundary. If you need to set a boundary, all of those things, but do your best to avoid just making these broad generalizations about dating or online dating or men or women or this or that, because it's just going to slowly erode at your energy and your will and your motivation and your desire. And um, it's just going to make dating a lot harder. And then it just almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you know, your, your mental health is down, your mindset is down. And then from there, you just, you don't really show up as your best self. All right. So listen, so if this is the stuff you want to work on, if you want to work on having better boundaries and not just saying what your boundaries are, but actually following through on your actions to enforce the boundaries, you know, this is a lot of times easier said than done. I'm not saying that it's rocket science, like it's not complicated, but when you have like everything inside of you, wanting to be accommodating or pleasing or not hurt people or whatever it is, setting boundaries can just, like I said before, it can just feel really, really excruciating. And to be honest, this is where coaching can be really, really helpful. Because when we coach together, I can hold you accountable to the boundaries that you're setting, to the things that you're saying, how you're showing up, what you're doing, what you're not doing, all that kind of stuff. But then we also look at it from the inside out as well, because there's inner child wounds and blocks that are making it extra difficult for you to actually set boundaries, say what you mean, do the things, all that kind of stuff. And this is really what my coaching revolves around, right? Like it is coaching, it's not therapy. So it's very action oriented. I help you develop a plan. And then we take action on that plan by, you know, doing the various things that you need to do, setting boundaries, having conversations, etc. But also, it's not just willpower, right? Because like, it won't work if I'm just like, all right, set a boundary, you do this, and then you just go do it, right? Like, that's not really going to help you either. We have to do the inner work there too, because when you do the inner work, then one, the change becomes more sustainable because then you can start operating how you genuinely want to, which is more boundary, healthier communication, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing that it does is that it gives you the the confidence to set those boundaries, right? When you have that wounded inner child that wants to be pleasing, accommodating, walk on eggshells, afraid of conflict, all of those things, then setting boundaries is really, really hard. But when you can heal some of that stuff and um, build that confidence, then it just makes it 
easier. And it almost feels like it's more of an organic process to have healthier relationships, more boundaried conversations, all that kind of stuff. So if this is the kind of work that you are interested in me supporting you with, I would love to chat with you. Um, the next step for you to take is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And there you can read some testimonials and success stories from my past clients. And then there you'll also fill out a quick application and you submit that, that application will then, when you submit it, will forward you to my calendar. That's where you will then schedule your intro call with me, and then we'll have our call. And during our call, you know, it's not like a hard sell. It's really just us getting to know each other. I'm going to share with you a little bit more about what I see us doing together once I get to know you. And I'll talk to you more about my coaching options and packages. And it's really the goal of the call is for you to get to like a yes, this is for me or no, this is is not for me. I want you to be off the fence one way or another by the end of our call. That is my personal goal. So again, the link to get started with that is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. I take on a few new clients a month. And so enrollment is rolling. So depending on when you sign up and when we have a call, I might have a spot available that month or it might be next month or whatever it is. Um, So it's just totally rolling. Sometimes times are busier than others. So um, I always recommend just getting things going if you are interested in working with me just because, you know, I don't want you to get to a place where like, oh yeah, I want to work with Veronica. And then like, there's no availability for a few months. You know what I mean? So again, that link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. I would love to connect there. And you can ask me any questions you want about working together on when we have our consult. You can ask me any questions you want once we're on the call together. I'm super transparent and I will give you an honest assessment as to whether or not where you are in your love life is something that I can support you with or not. All right, my dear, I hope you love this episode. I hope you learned something and I will see you next week. I've got a special episode. It's Thanksgiving here in the US. So I'm just going to talk about some misconceptions around gratitude, which I think you're really going to find interesting. And then I'm also going to talk about how to navigate some of the seasonal blues. We're actually entering into a time when for my audience, it tends to be the hardest time of the year. Yes, with the winter time, at least in the Northern Hemisphere and the less sunlight. But I think also just the holidays in general can be really hard if you're not in the, you know, in the relationship that you want to be in. So I'm going to talk a little bit how you can navigate that. It's a great episode. So I will talk to you next week. And again, if you're interested in potentially working with me, the link to go to is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. If you've got it all but love, you're ready to up-level your love life, and the work we did in this episode resonates, I want you to strongly consider working with me one-on-one. You'll never hear me say, you just got to get out there more, or you got to love yourself more. Working together is your opportunity for me to guide you in doing the deep work so you can transform your love life from the inside out. I actually don't care what app you're on or what your texting game is like or how many dates a month you go on. I care about doing the deep work so you can attract a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process. So if you're looping or feeling stuck in your patterns and can psychoanalyze yourself to death, I can get you to where you want to go. If you're serious about finding love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest time and money into yourself, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can explore if working together is the next right step for you. You can learn more and schedule your consult at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. 
If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much in advance. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. 